The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Another edition of Wookiee Radio. It is the Smugglers 3, Ken, Derek, and myself, Mike. And hey guys, we are being joined by... Give me a second. I'm trying to cycle through windows here. Um, Ray and Mark from War of the Stars Mm -hmm. podcast. Like I said, selling these guys before show. It's been a long, crazy day for me, and that's just today. My week next week is even worse. So, um, so I'm gonna start off kind of like I always do and ask, "How's everyone doing?" Great. I'm doing just wonderful. Yeah. I. It's been about. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's been so long since I have opportunity to. To do this, we've been in hiatus for what's been a month now, just over a month. So I am super anxious to talk Star Wars in any way, shape, or form. Um, I'm just happy to get behind the mic. I think I've been behind the mic one other time with my other podcast that I do that's not Star Wars related. Um, I do a baseball podcast too, um, but I've been able to get behind the mic just once for that. And besides that, this is the first time in like, what was it? This is May was April was our last show. Wasn't it? Is it April? Yeah. April was our last show. So yeah. Yeah. I am super, super amped amped to be, to be back. I want to thank you guys for allowing us to be on the show. That was really, that was super cool. You guys. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for coming on. Yep. And Mike went away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, I must have apparently bumped my bone. I don't <laughs> remember bumping. I'm bumping. dirty. Hey, you only knew the amount of buttons I get to push now at stage location. <laughs> <laughs> um, since you guys are anxious to talk Star Wars, we're going to do a great little thing. And what is that? I'm so tired. I don't know. It's Smuggler's Feud. Um, Smuggler's Feud is based on the Star Wars. Uh, as I go to hold the card up, <laughs> show everyone is like, oh, yeah, I have a background chosen. Based on the, the Star Wars Family Feud game, uh, they also make uh, Marvel, Disney, and regular Family Feud. Um, basically how, how we play it. Both sides get a, a, sh- a chance at answering the question each round. Obviously, wrong answer, you get a strike. Right answer, no strike. Team with the, um, basically, we just keep going till team gets three strikes. If both podcasts get three strikes in the same round, whoever scores the highest ranking answer wins the tie break. Or if we happen to sweep the card, team with the highest answer wins the tie break. But obviously, if one team gets three strikes and the other team manages to answer with the correct answer, the team with the, now, what was that? Last week we had a situation where we did sweep the card, but uh, I'm I'm sorry, Mike. Could you? I missed that. Could you repeat that? No. 
<laughs> no. I actually said it pretty decent tonight. <laughs> what does that tell you? That tells you I should be sleep deprived before we record so I could do this do the rules with no issue. What I probably need to do is lift this out and just make this the recording. <laughs> So, okay, maybe not. <laughs> I should have. I should. I should write down the rules and have Melissa do the recording. Anyway, yeah, there you go. Or have Zoe do the recording. Yeah. Or have them both do the recording. Uh, so I ha- I have three cards in front of me. Uh, War of the Stars. If you guys want to guess or pick a card, um, I. I got three cards, if I didn't say uh, that before. I'll take right. number number two. Number two. Are you sure you want number two? <laughs> Too late. Sure. I looked. Um, okay. <laughs> seven answers on the board. Name something associated with stormtroopers. <laughs> and honestly, I will be shocked if y'all get the number one answer. <laughs> mm. So, Gauntlet has been thrown. War of the Stars, you Ooh. guys get to start first. Ray, you go first. Name something associated with stormtroopers. Uh, their terrible aim. Number one answer. Yeah, <laughs> that was going to be my guess, too, so I don't yeah. know why you didn't think we'd get that one, Mike. I think it was called sarcasm. Right. No, I was being somewhat serious. Looking at the rest of these. Yeah. Um, so good luck with the rest of got. Good luck yeah. with the rest of the answers. Yeah. How many answers did you uh, say there were? There are six seven. left. There's seven total, six left. Six left. Okay. Uh, um, white armor. Wait, no, it's Wookiee Radio. Uh, they, he, we yeah, we got to go back and forth. And forth. Ah. Oh, okay. Sorry. No nah, problem. What do you think, Derek? You want to go with the white armor? It is like the most obvious thing after the uh, bad Yeah, uh, I guess so. On the complete opposite end of the scale, number seven. Oh. Ooh. Back to War of the Stars. Um, fight for the Empire. They fight for the Empire. Empire, number six. Hmm. Wookie Radio. Uh, um, Name something associated with Stormtroopers. Uh, hmm. Helmets? Yeah, why not? Let's go with helmets. Number two, helmet. There you go. <laughs> Uh, what do you think? Their yeah. height? What's that? Their height? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so go Final ahead. answer? Sure, yeah. Let's, let's go for it. Mm. <laughs> oh. <sighs> now it's tougher. Answers are left. Three answers left. Wow, three answers left. Um... Uh, let's say blasters. Is that your answer? What are you thinking? Sounds good to me. That's all I could think of. Number three. Right. Nice. Back to War of the Stars. Hmm. Um, something associated with stormtroopers. I will get both sides a hint. Uh, this, these two answers have been mentioned before. Mm-mm. I got nothing. This is all you, Mark. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, I think someone's called a retreat. Yep. (laughs) I'm stormtroopering out. (laughs) Um, I'm going to say they used to be clones. Back to Wookiee Radio. So what have we mentioned already? I'm not even sure. You're asking me? Yeah, there was, uh, we've said just about everything we, anybody's mentioned. Um, how many do we got left? Two. Hmm. Oh, boy. Believe how difficult this is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yet, yeah, so easy. It's going to be something really dumb. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> But that actually makes it harder. Mm-hmm. It makes this game a great icebreaker with other podcasters or creators. Because <laughs> we sure. all are. Because I get to watch everyone squirm and wiggle. 
Um, Tark's left altogether. I'm out of here. <laughs> I I seriously can't think of anything. Yeah. Uh, looking at my stormtrooper corner, and nothing's coming to mind. Uh, how about Darth Vader? They're always with Darth Vader. I got nothing better. Yeah, it was better than anything else I had. Yeah. Yeah. I was going I was, I, I to think of the same thing, but I didn't say it. <laughs> Back to war. It's all to you, Joe. Your fate is in our hands. <laughs> just remember this, Joe. Just remember this, Ray. The honor of war in the stars rests in your hands alone. <laughs> Uh, especially since job. especially since he called you Joe, right? Yeah. Um. Now Joe is the one we'd want here because he's our resident imperial. Yeah, he he would know everything. Uh, he probably wouldn't know these. I don't know. What about Ewoks? <laughs> hey, at this point, right? Is that your final answer? Yeah. Well, Wookie Radio, you guys do take the win, but do nice. you st- give you guys a chance at one final attempt of either gracing with the right answer or just going down in a ball of buzzer. I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing on it either. <laughs> it's a lot of short troopers. So what were the ones we missed? Number five, white. <laughs> oh, come on. Wait, wasn't number seven white armor? It was just armor. I number think. four yeah. is armor. What was number? What was the last one? The the other one. White armor. Oh my gosh. No that's joke. that's messed up. Wow. <laughs> you see why I love this game so much? <laughs> now that was sarcasm. <laughs> Every week. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> But now the final, uh, the current score is other podcasters, 17, Wookiee Radio, 18. Good job. So Wow. That means we've been playing this way too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're not done yet. I, I still haven't gotten through one full pack of cards yet. There's still another pack of cards, one or two more packs of cards sealed that haven't oh. even been opened yet. Well. Oh joy! There is still time. <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit about War of the Stars and how y'all got started. Uh, well, um, we've been around for I think we're getting ready for our was our fourth inter- fourth year. I think that, I think May will I think May will be our fourth year. Uh, Ray and Joe have been on for just over a year. Um, now, yep. um, but we initially started as we were part of a kind of overarching umbrella corporation called Realm of the Mist. Um, it's a okay. long story. Um, uh, Chris Dolly, uh, Christopher Stolly uh, runs that. Uh, and then uh, we, we were, decided think, there were some other. I think we were say. actually on their show. Uh, we were on his show one time. Yeah. Yeah. I saw it. Probably. On- it is on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we decided to kind of go out on our own and, um, you know, just kind of test the waters and see how we do. But uh, we're a Star Wars podcast, as the name says. And, um, you know, I don't know. I don't know. We just, we're just three guys who love Star Wars and love to talk about Star Wars. Uh, that's pretty much as simple as it gets. As to what we are and what we do, um, I think the one thing that we bring to the table is we don't all walk lockstep with each other as far as our opinions. We each have wide, differing opinions as to what movies we like, what we don't like, um, but we try to have those discussions in a simple manner, and we welcome other varying opinions too you know we're willing to have anybody on no matter what um we said from the beginning that it doesn't matter if you only like the sequel trilogy that's the only thing you like or if you only like the original trilogy or if you only like the prequel trilogy in our minds you're still star wars fans um 
um, no matter what, what, which one of the movies you like or don't like, you know, you're still Star Wars fans in our eyes. Um, and I think that's something that's missing from the fandom now. And we try, you know, we're not afraid to call people out too. You know, if they start, you know, talking some BS about stuff that will, we, we hold them to the fire. We try to hold each other to the, to the fire too. Mm -hmm. So especially Joe, our president (laughs) Imperial, our Imperial. Yeah. 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 It sounds very similar with us. I mean, we, we try, we try and keep it family friendly. We try and keep it fan friendly, uh, respect everyone's opinions. Um, and we're the same way. And Wookiee friendly. And Wookiee friendly. Wookiee friendly, yes. Um, yes. But we I mean, we have disagreements on what's our most critical, which film is we're the most critical of, which one did we love the most mm-hmm. in, in each era. Um, yeah. Well, I think we all, all pretty much are in agreement with the original trilogy. It's the sequel trilogy and the prequels that were kind of all yeah. over the place which which is great i mean that's that's what it's about um and somehow oh, yeah. i can't get them to feel the love for jar jar i thank don't know what you. it is <laughs> give it thank up you can <laughs> ain't happening i try every time and they just they won't go for it <laughs> i know they just don't see it pain. they don't they don't yeah. no Nobody understands the yeah. nuances of Jar Jar. See, God! What a Mrs. <laughs> See? <laughs> exactly. Well, that smells stinking with. That's beautiful character yeah. development right there. Oh, yeah. It just goes over yeah. people's heads. Yeah. They, don't, they don't get it. Yeah. Well, sure. if, it, if it wasn't for Jar Jar, we wouldn't have the Clone Wars. That's this true on true. so many fronts. See? <laughs> And we wouldn't have the empire either, right? True. I take that for for what it's for. However, you want to take that. <laughs> that was all Darth Jar Jar. <laughs> now, were, were were you guys all friends before doing the show, or no? Um, no, I mean we all live in different parts of the country, so um, there. Joe and Ray are actually the like fourth co-host that I've had. Um, others have left you know, for various reasons, but these are the ones that have stuck with it the most and have, um, I've been with. So, you know, yeah, I, I can relate with that, but not with this show. Uh, these yeah. three, I mean, we started off with five hosts originally. Um, one took a leave because of personal issues that we all had respected. Um, yeah, the, uh, the um the other gentleman well he just is flaked this best word to use guys yeah <laughs> yeah um i mean he's a nice gentleman and everything but just kind of kind of flaked um yeah but with you know my main show we be geeks uh, Derek's my current co-host but i've gone you know the the rotation there as well and even uh yeah, yeah. even a little bit with mighty marvel geeks so no. Yeah, but thankfully, yeah. Um, with this show, you know, Ken, Derek, and I, we all started it together uh, as part of the five. We we've, we've remained as part of the three, four, and pretty much all been here for now two hundred and ten yeah. episodes. So yeah, even though he yeah. um, tortures us with that game every time, somehow we keep coming <laughs> back. You yeah. like it? You love it? Um, you like know you. One do. thing, one thing that I that I like that we do is you know we try to get good top you know really good topics and really get you know dive in as deep as we can um we did a really good series if you if you anybody who's listening wants to go back and listen on the women of star wars um and we really you know um delve deep brought in some uh some guest hosts uh from that from that too um and we're getting ready to uh we're going to be looking through uh, all of the movies, starting with episode one and going all the way through, and we're going to be answering the question, is Star Wars actually good? Uh, we're going to be doing this scientifically. We're going to be looking at the acting, <laughs> the directing, the storytelling, and we're going to be giving each one a numerical value and scoring them, and then going through and saying what is actually 
the best Star Wars movie, what is actually the worst Star Wars movie, according to us, of course, right? By by giving them score scores, so. Well, you'll, Interesting. You, I think you will discover the entire franchise is mediocre. It's the first because <laughs> A New Hope was mediocre at best, but just happened to hit because hit its mark at a time mm-hmm. period where it wasn't there. And yeah. except for maybe Empire in the original trilogy, just about every other film has been mediocre. Yeah, because well, that, I mean, the fan, gonna... because the fans, ex- even though reality is mediocre, the fans' expectations are so high. Yeah, it, it you know the fans yeah. who grew up with the prequel trilogy look back and go, yeah, that was mediocre. Not realizing their films are more even more mediocre than the original trilogy. <laughs> and then we don't even talk about well, the that's trilogy. What, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's what we're gonna be. You know, kind of you know what trying to hope you know, maybe find out is is a lot of our love for Star Wars nostalgia based. Right. Is it because it's stuff we, we grew up with that we automatically think, you know, and I think we have this sort of idea that, especially the original trilogy, I think we're all, we all look like we're close to around the same age, maybe, you know, give or take a few. So we all grew up with the original trilogy. Uh, I think Ray grew up with the prequel, with the, uh, with the prequel trilogy. But I think most of us grew up with the original trilogy. Um, that's almost became kind of sacrosanct to most of us and kind of untouchable. Uh, like, oh, you don't talk bad about the about the about the original trilogy. You do not talk bad about the original trilogy. Um, but I, I don't know if that's you know. I think maybe we need to kind of break that down and you know really you know not be afraid to say like things like you know what the dialogue in New Hope wasn't really that good. You know, people always make fun of, you know, Anakin's I hate sand, but then I always point them to <laughs> the Tachi Station. <laughs> I mean, I would pick a power converse at Tachi Station. Oh, you, know, you can't make fun of I hate sand and then not look at, you know, that line and think like, oh, well, look, look at uh, Mark Hamill, even the interviews back in the day. It's a great film, but who writes material like this? <laughs> And rattles well, off. What, what was you know, the line, Yeah, what was the what was the line Harrison Ford said? And I'll I'll uh, censor myself. But he's he uh, at one point he apparently slammed the script in front of George George Lucas's desk and said, "You can you can write this script, George, but you can't say it." <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So like, yeah, for me, episode well, that, eight is like ten of ten max points wins best movie. Hmm. Last Jedi. I, I enjoyed wow. it. Wow. Oh no, the, number seven was my favorite. <laughs> I wouldn't say it was the best of the best, but I really enjoyed it. I liked it. And that's the one I'm the most critical of. <laughs> Which I don't understand after seeing Rise of Skywalker. Tell, right. I I can't tell if he's being sarcastic or if he's telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaning towards sarcasm. <laughs> This, this is what I do on our show. I, I say things like that just to get the pot stirred she up. She stirs the pot, especially <laughs> if you have me, the resident rebel, and then Joe, our resident imperial. And then he's our smuggler, our, uh, you know, who, who likes to stir the pot and get us going against each other. And it well, works every time. Well, that's like I got it for a friend who um, is more Empire than anything else, but he looks at it from the point of view is the Empire is the legitimate government. The Rebellion is an actual rebel force against the government. Yeah. They are an know. illegal faction. <laughs> that, They're guerrilla that's force. Our other guy, yeah. I mean, that's our other guy yeah. Joe. People yeah. advocate yeah, that view all day, every day. Yeah. Whether or not yeah. what they're doing is right is outside of the fact that they're actually breaking the law to do this. <laughs> yep. uh, yeah, I can't argue yes, that. But if it's, if it, if the government is a dictatorship, Hey, I'm not agreeing with him. I'm just saying that's his point of view. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The other thing, like one other thing that I always, that I always think of is that if you really look at it, like in a new hope, Obi-Wan was kind of not that great of a person. If you really look at it, yeah, just a little, yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, like uh, so many things in Star Wars, it's from a certain point of view. Yeah, exactly. Ah, uh, good. Yep, good phrasing there. Yeah. Um, now came out last week after we recorded. Um, apparently there is a Bad Batch figure reveal uh, that reveals a major plot twist. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Did not see this. There may be some spoilers in this. Don't know. <laughs> uh, but it seems like the Bad Batch has seen one of the major plot twists leak online. As usual, it's the merchandising behind the show to blame. Merchandising. Um, <laughs> Bad Batch, the flamethrower. The kids will love it. Um <laughs> The Star Wars Black Series collectibles are some of the most esteemed pieces out there. So much so, you can't find them in the stores on the day they supposedly release. That's a story for another day. Um, But in one of the new releases, it's turned to reveal a major turn in the story of the Bad Batch. So, because this is coming from comicbook.com, I think this is going to be a good discussion piece. Bespin Bulletin posted on Instagram, the mysterious elite trooper's identity has been revealed via Black Series description. And and we see uh, some clone armor and and this elite trooper that's getting closer to a actual stormtrooper look. So in the image, Mm. um, it has been identified that the the elite trooper they're talking about is Crosshairs. Ah, okay. Ooh. And the caption on the figure reads, formerly a member of the Bad Batch. Crosshairs' loyalty shift after his team defects from Imperial service. Committed to, the em- committed to the Empire, Crosshair leads a new squad of enlisted recruits. Note that a Crosshair Black Series figure was first unveiled in November and can be pre-ordered now. Mm. So, so far, what do you guys think of this plot twist? I'm of two minds on this. (laughs) Because it could be he's infiltrating the Empire and it it just appears that he's um, working with them now. Because yeah. Bad Batch is supposed to be these mercenaries and stuff, so you never know where they're going to actually be, you know? Right. Yeah. We really have no idea what they're going to be doing. Yeah, but I think from what yeah. we've seen in the trailers, the Bad Batch is Tarkin's creation. Mm. At the beginning. At the beginning. Yeah. So. And see, that's one thing that I wish they would have kind of stuck with. Like, I understand why you have to have. You know, in Star Wars, you have to have a clear-cut good guy and a clear-cut bad guy. That's just, you know, how Star Wars has always worked. But I think it would have been interesting to have a whole series where the Bad Batch remains with the Empire. Like, to have a show that's from the Imperial point of view. You know, especially the early Empire. And to have them, you you know, still have them be the quote-unquote good guys, but do it from a different point of view, the point of view of the Empire. Well, I, th- I think that's how we're going to start. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. something we've we've discussed on here a couple times that um, you got to think what we know of Star Wars is a very, very mm. small microscopic view of this entire galaxy. Right. Yeah. There are oh, yeah. huge, there are probably huge swaths of the galaxy out there that live under imperial rule as if it's just a standard um, just like we do here where you're Whoa. electing officials and all this stuff. And they don't feel the thumb of the empire like we see in the movies and the books. Because yeah, they're well, just they even talking lives, but following the rules and just doing what they're told, and they're no problem at all. Yeah, well, I mean, they mentioned that in some of the shows. I think some of the shows even where they talk about that there are millions of imperial citizens who never see a tie fighter, who never see a stormtrooper, and live their day every, you know, just going about their day. Exactly. And, yeah. Um, so for them, you know, the empire has no bearing in their life, really. Mm-hmm. If anything, it has a good mm-hmm. bearing in their life. It keeps them safe. It protects them. Yeah. I I still want to see their ship get painted all black with a red stripe going down the tail and then across the hull. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> That'd be cool. I, 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 yeah. I don't know where that inspiration came from. Love it when a plan comes together. Um, <laughs> continuing with Bad Batch, apparently the whole world is going to get to see Dave Filoni pull a Filoni on Good Morning America. Okay. He he is set to appear on Good Morning America um, sometime next week to talk about uh, 
the Bad Batch and probably to discuss other things coming up that he's involved with or Lucasfilm is involved with. But knowing no. Filoni, we're going to see the typical Filoni type answers where they, they misworded that. It's going to be Dave Filoni dodging questions for like the 10 minutes he's on the show. <laughs> he, he will literally duck, dodge, or dodge, duck, dive. Uh,. Oh, I can't remember. He's I'm sorry, but I don't see the point of having him on the show. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to answer anything anyway. No. Yeah. More dodgy. But that's why we love him. It is. Hey, you know what? They know how. I wonder if they've been paying attention, they'll know how to get answers from him. They got to bring on a they little haven't. kid to ask the questions. Right. <laughs> True. That's the one weakness in his armor his little kids. True. Yeah. That'd be a good way to do it. I wonder. It's quick. Somebody send hey, an email. <laughs> I have a I have a daughter who lo- who's starting to really love Star Wars. I should send a video message to Dave Filoni with her, asking him to be on the show. There you go. <laughs> That'll work. Uh, yeah. Um. Apparently, there is a Mandalorian game in development. Did y'all hear about this? Mm. Uh-uh. No, I didn't. Uh, yep. Uh, one of four or five. <laughs> I'm hearing about it right now. Right now, but uh, it's reportedly in development, so it's a rumor. Uh, presumably for PS5, Xbox Series X, uh, PC, presum- possibly for PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, details are scarce um, to borderline non-existent. Uh, there's no word of release date platforms or who's making the game. All we know, all they know over at comicbook.com is it's already in development, presumably with a premier studio. So not EA games. Mm-hmm. Did I go there? <laughs> uh, the report comes um, by way of industry insider and leaker Nick Baker, who shared the news over Twitter. Uh, speculation over an official game uh, began after the licensed Funko Pop for the show seemingly was spotted on the shelf of Phil Spencer, who is known to tease games, announcements, and more uh, with his shelf decorations in the background of his Zoom calls. Ah, I see. So, uh, take it with a grain of salt. Uh, While Baker has been proven reliable in the past, uh, it does not change the fact that this information is of the unofficial variety. Mm Mm-hmm. So if that would be neat to have that kind of game. What yeah. would you expect from the game? It depends on who's doing it. Yeah, yeah. And like and when they put it. Yeah, when they put it and what type, you know, are they gonna do is it gonna be mission based where you have this mission, this you know, this mission, or is it gonna be more open world? Can you choose your character, or do you have to play as Den? Uh, you know, or can you play as various characters, or is it like a creative character type thing where you play a Mandalorian? You know, who has all that? You know, it depends on um, what they do. Well, and not to me as to what type of game we, we get. Well, can you be Grogu? <laughs> That's the real question. <laughs> yes. Well, you could also so your whole um, mission is yeah. to see how many eggs. Your whole mission will be how to see how many eggs and frogs you can eat. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Another question for this is: We know there's an open world game coming. Could this possibly be oh. that? And you travel around the galaxy picking up bounties and going to collect them. I I don't know. But I think if they, do I'm almost an open. I see. I, I'm almost thinking the open world game is actually the rumored relaunch of um, Knights of the Old Republic, a redesign yeah. of it. I'm thinking that might be our open world game that we're getting. Could it be? A, could it be a redesign of galaxies? No, no. I think yeah. it's because um, the big rumor is that the original Knights of the Old Republic game is getting um, re- redesigned or re. Yeah, I think that because yeah. that was already somewhat open anyway, not extremely, but as much as you could for the time but frame. The biggest rumor about that is is that they're just changing the battle system to make it more of an yeah. action RPG. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, they'll have to change up the story a little bit just to make it fit in. Not oh, much, yeah. but a little. The new Mando game will probably be Bethesda reskinning Fallout 76, where everybody's just bounty hunters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's running yeah. around, getting pieces to your armor, taking up missions. It could happen. Fighting off radiation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ha- ha- have a pet named Dog Meat walk around with you. Perfect. <laughs> Works. I was uh, I was talking to to my buddy on my other podcast talking about the rumored the rumors about the uh, Knights of the Old Republic, and I said the one thing that I would want is a button that you can push that you can have HK forty seven call anybody beatbag whenever you want. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> That's yes. the one thing I would want. <laughs> I, I could go with that. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> I could use that in real life. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, from the mothership itself, if I could get it to respond right. Um, they have on their site a uh, exclusive preview to the War of the Bounty Hunters Alpha uh, comic book that's coming. Mm. Uh, but the the story that really had me peaked was um, the creation of the clone army. Mm. So the since since Attack of the Clones premiered in two thousand two, fans have been teased with the circumstances that surrounded the creation of the clone army. Um, the prime. Mr. Camino claimed that a Jedi by the name of Sifo Dyas was the person who requested the clones for the Republic. But the Sifo Dyas storyline is also riddled with mystery. So let's break. So, according to StarWars.com, let's break down the storyline and get a full picture of how the army was created. Uh, Sifo Dyas was known for sometimes crippling visions of the future. And at some point before the Trade Federation's invasion of Naboo, Sifo Dyas saw great conflict in the Republic. He suggested to the Council an army would be needed for the Republic to handle the coming war. The other masters on the Council expressed concern and encouraged Sifo Dyas not to enact, not to act on his fear. However, the ludicrous, ludicrous suggestion of creating an army would get him removed from the council. Hmm. So, um, as we know in Dooku Jedi Lost, Sifo Dyas was losing his mind quite a bit. Yeah. Um... So despite the council's advice, Sifo Dyas took it upon himself to commission an army for the Republic. How does he come up with the money? Sifo Dyas doesn't come across as one who would have the funds to be able to fund such an army. Well, we know where, where the actual funding for that came. It all came through the um, through Palpatine somehow. Oh, probably so came through the, Dooku. Yeah, yeah, Dooku and yeah. It's Dooku's Dooku's left the order at this point. Yeah, um, yeah. Darth Sidious has already probably um, got him d- doing stuff for him. You know, right now uh, with the details of the army being fleshed out Sifo Dyas returned to his usual Jedi duties at the behest of Chancellor Valorum Sifo Dyas and Valorum's aides Silman were tasked with a secret mission to deal with the Pike Syndicate on Obadiah so now Obadiah is coming into play meanwhile the shadow in the shadows Darsidious plotted a way to steal this army that Sifo Dyas had commissioned mm. So he goes, uh, how he came to find out about the creation is unknown, but he's a Sith Lord and a master manipulator. So there's no doubt in his abilities. In conclusion, with Sidious, Dooku, uh, Count Dooku paid the Pikes to have Sifo Dyas killed, which I don't remember that in the story. When Dooku oh. Jedi lost. That, that, was, that was potentially a thing. But, um, so the Pikes were paid and blasted the, the Jedi shuttle out of the sky near Obadiah. Uh, Sifo Dyas died in the crash and his body was handled, handed over to Dooku, who took it to Felucia and claimed Sifo Dyas' death was the result of their local conflict. 
Dooku then assumed Sifo-Dyas' identity and continued with the relationship with the Kaminians. Whatever that word is tonight, because I can't say it, apparently. Kaminoans. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so using the name Tyrannus, he hired Django as the template for the clones and ensured that they were all equipped with inhibitor chips. Small devices implanted to, into every clone... That would eventually cause them to turn on the Jedi in the Clone Wars. So that's how the Clone Army was created. Which is kind of stuff that we had talked about uh, when, um, after we got done listening to Dooku Jedi Lost, is the army was essentially created by Dooku. I wouldn't be surprised if Dooku fed the idea to to Sifo-Dyas. Sifo-Dyas. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um... While I'm potentially looking for one or two more stories, I'm going to give you guys the opportunity to turn the tables and ask us some questions, if you have any. Um, let's see. Ray, you have anything? That... Well, I mean, we obviously have seen already uh, what you guys do to make your show a bit more unique with the, the family feud thing, which is amazing. Kudos. That was fun. Coming up yeah. with that idea. That's pretty cool. And obviously you're... <laughs> no, not again. <laughs> Just like the xylophone at the end. <laughs> but like, you guys have a pretty cool dynamic, it sounds like. So how did you guys all come together to form this idea uh like i said derek well, and i about 47 years ago <laughs> my mom and my dad got to get uh oh sorry it's a little too much a lot of arm you go a lot back of arm twisting and beating you go back further Derek. <laughs> see back in the day there were these dinosaurs and when they died they ended up turning into pools of oil Oh, wait, mm-hmm. too far back. Um, Derek and I, Derek and I run there a show. There was a big bang. <laughs> <laughs> um, Derek and I are on a show together called Weeby Geeks. And um, the the gentleman who took it upon himself to leave after a couple shows was also with us and left that show as well. So, you know, to say he, he, he flaked on us completely... Yeah, it was, it was uh, flaked on us completely. Ken does a is one of the co-hosts on our sister show called Geek Watch One, and we have had him on Weeby Geeks a couple times with and without his other show. And we had talked some Star Wars, and we just said, "No, we need to just put together a Star Wars podcast." And uh, that was about four years ago. Uh, yeah, yeah. And all of our wives Why? said, yes, another night alone. <laughs> <laughs> Not, well. Also, sorry. actually, yeah. my wife, I said, I told my wife I was doing a Star Wars podcast and she said, whatever, just go. <laughs> <laughs> I, See, I my wife conversation just like shows that. with me. My wife's part of Geek Watch 1, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of similar to how we started. Like, literally, we were, I remember it was in a, um, a Facebook group. I can't remember what it was for, but they were talking about um, someone started a conversation about what Star Wars YouTube channels and podcast people listen to. And I mentioned the time I think uh, Star Wars Theory was just really getting started, and I was one of the one of his early listeners, uh, viewers at that time. There was a few others, and I mentioned that I've always wanted to do a podcast, a Star Wars podcast, but I had no idea how to podcast. Um, at the time when I first started War of the Stars, I didn't even have a laptop. I was doing it on my phone, literally just doing it on my phone. And Chris uh, sent me a message, Facebook messaged me and said, hey, I got this show that we do called Breaking the Fourth Wall. We'd love to have you on and talk Star Wars. You can promote your show. I'm like, I have no idea what I'm promoting. I have nothing. I just have, like, I'd like to do a podcast. Uh, so I was on that show for a while and we started just coming coming up on the fly with the idea for this show. And then they agreed to do the recording and to record it for us. Um, and we're on YouTube for a couple of years, at least two or three years on YouTube. Um, and then we moved over to anchor 
And Anchor was just so simple to use that I figured out how to do the recording myself um, and how to use how to how to upload it and do everything like that. And then it just got to the point of I kind of knew I wanted to be on my own eventually. And it was nothing. No, it was nothing negative with War of the Stars or the show, but the shows that were on Realm of the Mist were the audience was completely different from what. I would have had. They were more comedy based, more current event, more stuff like that. So there wasn't a lot of cross traffic between listenership. You know, you're more likely to get people that listen to the War of the Stars, listen to some of their shows than you were to get people that were listening to the other shows, listening to War of the Stars. So we weren't we weren't seeing our listenership right go up any. Um, you know, we weren't getting new any new listeners or anything like that. So. I we I uh, you know just told him hey we went out on our own he gave us the blessing and uh, we've been out on our own ever since that was about two years ago that we are on our own and I think we've been doing pretty good mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah it's been slow but you know we're we're slowly building up a I think a pretty loyal fan base and um, you know yeah yep cool. so I can't see what Ken's got going on because he's got that cool background going but I see the other two have some uh, Star Wars memorabilia stuff in the background uh, what is your guys' favorite collectible? That depends on the day mm. Oh yeah? Shit. Um, favorite huh? Anthony um, Daniels personal underwear from the I mean just kidding <laughs> Um, While he was in the second mortgage, everybody's all looking around now. I don't know if I have one particular favorite. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. That's what I'm trying to think. Yeah. Um, My personal favorite. I will. Is uh, I have a remote control uh, three and three quarter inch R two D two that's from Japan. Maybe it's a little larger. Oh, uh, but it was one from a while ago. Uh, my brother picked it up oh, for wow. me from Japan. Oh wow, that's cool. Uh, it's oh, an R two, wow. but they also made uh, that's cool. They also made a uh, an R five D four and a couple others, and I would love to try and find them. Nice. To that run. Are you gonna get the new my- Lego set that's coming out? Um, oh, I want that. I would love to. I don't know if it's going to happen right now or not. Uh, I will get my favorite collectible. I don't have a lot of favorites, but this holds a special part of my place in my heart. Just hold on one second. <laughs> For me, I have one. Some, actually, go ahead. I said mine's probably some of the vintage um, toys. I still have some of my originals. None of them are in um, complete. I want to eventually complete them again. I have the original Millennium Falcon. I have a um, right. village. I have a couple of the other um, bigger things I got. So eventually, I'd like to com- uh, get all the parts and put them back together. But right, this is my favorite. I don't know if you can see Aww. it. That's nice. My my daughter made that for me for Father's yeah. Day. Nice. Very cool. Yes. Yes. Show and tell. Show and tell on the podcast. Here's one (laughs) of my favorites. It's a Darth Vader head, but it's actually a phone. Oh, nice. Ooh. (laughs) That's that's like some baseballs level stuff right there. We we can't use it anymore because we don't have a landline. But when it rings, his head would turn and it would play the Imperial March. Nice, oh, cool. Yeah, I don't know if you. That can was see always it. one of my favorite. That's awesome. That was one of my first gifts that my my wife got for me on our first birthday, and it actually is a cause of a lot of jokes because when I first opened it, I had no idea what it was. I just seen a big green face. <laughs> I'm like, is that the Hulk? <laughs> she just, so she has never let me live that down because my first reaction was, what is this? <laughs> but um, someone spray painted that. It's a spray paint that she went to a, there's a festival in Indiana called Covered Bridge Festival okay. that she went to. And she had that done for me personally. So 
Uh, I do as much as she likes to give me grief about it and make fun of me for it. I do. I do appreciate it. It was pretty cool. <laughs> so, well, one of my favorite art pieces is actually behind me. Um, as I'm on eBay looking for that other, see if I can find those other uh, remotes. Um, <laughs> so, if you see right here, as I'm pointing, that is one of the uh, cattle from the Ewok, uh, from Ewoks cartoon. Oh, okay. Uh, it's an actual animation cell, and uh, we've been watching Ewoks, and I haven't found it yet. Um, but back in the day when there was Star Wars Hyperspace, the Star Wars fan club, mm-hmm. one year when you signed up, they were sending out these uh, animation cells, and it comes with a letter of authenticity. That is really wild. So I used some- to watch the nice. cartoon. Well, you can watch it again now on Disney Plus. That's right. Um, we are not sponsored by Disney. <laughs> they, but it was, I may work for the company, but we're not sponsored by the company. Um, so indirectly, they pay for the show. Right. Well, I guess we are then kind of sponsored, <laughs> but not on an official manner. Um, but now people are going, oh, you know, I got an eye, I got a hand, I got part of an ear and, a, and the cow. I'm like, I'm keeping my mouth shut because I got a pretty cool piece, and that's pretty. Yeah. That was one of the better pieces I've I've heard yeah. about. And then st- yeah. recently, I have seen uh, there's someone out there selling animation cells, and Ewoks and droids are available. Oh, cool! Like, I, I bet they're expensive. I want to say it was like forty, fifty bucks for one. Oh, like, okay, is it? Would it be worth trying to get one another one just to see what I could get? Mm. Just, old question. Just to see what I would get. Yeah. And then to get one from droids would just be, you know, fun as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping does show up soon on uh, Disney Plus because Ewoks I watched when I was a kid, but droids I watched like part of one episode and I was like, this, no, I, it just didn't work for me. But I'd like to go back uh, yeah. now, so I'm hoping it does show up. Which rumors say towards the end of summer. So definitely by the end of definitely by the end of the year we'll have it. Yeah, yeah. So even though it's been confirmed that it's just a rumor, you still think we might get that um, detours next week? No, no. I asked Todd directly. Yeah, but he may not know. No, it matter. He may know, and he's not allowed to say anything. That's true to anybody. He could have been Felonian, pulling a Felonian on me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know the, the Disney assassins are out there waiting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Order 66 has nothing on the Disney company. But we, we, we know, though, if the show comes out, I sh- I'll be able to get Todd and Jennifer back on the show. You know that. Oh, yeah. Because that will be fun to talk about. So, um, now with y'all show, do y'all do any guests from the Star Wars universe at all? Or have you had guests from the Star Wars universe? Uh, We've had, we had, uh, we had a couple. uh, Ray and Joe interviewed, uh, what was that? What was that guy's name? Uh, Uh, C.M. He was Vader. Uh, anytime you see the old commercials from the 90s with Darth Vader, that's uh, C. Andrew Nelson. He did the voice in several of the video games for Vader. He has been, uh, uh, if I remember from the interview, he has been in the Vader suit, more t- official Lucasfilm Vader suit, more time than any other person. Because um, he did a lot of TV spots, a lot of commercials, personal appearances, uh, nine times out of ten, especially if he's in the California area, that was him. Now, we're, we're talking inter- going all the way back to when the film premiered, right? Uh, no, no, he was okay. he, he was in some of the reshootings when they did the re-release. Uh, okay. He did some stand-in work for, for the re-release uh, special edition. Uh, and then we did one with, um, again, I'm horrible with 
Richard Stride, who was the uh, uh, he did he played several parts in episode two and three. He was several of the clones. Uh, he got hired on as uh, Obi Wan's body double. He was Ewan McGregor's body double. Um, that was really cool talking to him. He did the, uh, the voice of Poggle too, I believe. Yeah, he oh, did cool. Poggle the Lesser. Uh, not the voice. He actually did the stop motion. And stop. He was actually yeah. the person being. Um, and he told a really funny story uh, about that, where uh, it was a deleted scene where he gives the uh, Death Star plans to Dooku. And the line he was supposed to say was something to the effect of, the Jedi must never see the plans for, for the ultimate weapon or we're all doomed. And he said, the backstory of that was, is they lost the prop. So they had the prop to actually give the, the plans. So they went across the, across the street and they got a, a car um, air freshener. And took, it was the one with the little, little fan in it. They took that apart and drugged it up. So when he handed it to uh, Dooku, the actor playing Dooku, the line he actually said was, here you go, sir, something to freshen up the galaxy with. And he said Dooku just lost it. Uh, um, just started laughing hysterically. Wow. They said the the everybody on set hated them because every time he would start to say a line, um, Dooku would just start giggling, have, having a fit of the giggles. And it took forever to get through that. But uh, that was fun. Um, I think that's so far all we've had as far as people from the Star Wars universe on. Um, we've reached out to a few other people with some other podcasts to have some on, and we're hoping to to get some more on eventually. But um, so far, we've had a lot of other podcasts on to, uh, podcasters on. That's mostly... The guests that we've had are other podcasters. Okay. So, well, very cool. Yeah. Uh, again, Derek, any any other questions for these guys? No, it's, it was great having you guys on, though. Well, thanks, man. Thanks. thanks. It was fun to be on here. Yeah. Kept things interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Definitely. What would you guys love to see in any of the future projects that have been announced? Hmm. Wow. You know, basically all I can think is with all these future shows that have been announced, if they keep up the same level of work that they put into The Mandalorian, I think it's going to be great. I, I can't really yeah. ask for anything specifically. Like, I think it's just going to be a wild ride the whole way through. Mm -hmm. I do, too. Um, personally, the one I'm looking forward to the most is just because it's something that's in my wheelhouse as far as interest and what I grew up with is Rogue Squadron. I am so amped up for Rogue Squadron. I'm a big fan of, of fighter pilot movies and that thing. Uh, the Rogue Squadron books were some of my favorite books when I was a kid. The The books are what got me hooked on Star Wars. Like I grew up with Star Wars. It was something that was there, but reading the Thrawn trilogy, reading the... Um, uh, I just said it. the Rogue Squadron books like that. That's what got me into being like, oh, yeah, Star Wars is pretty cool. I like Star Wars, too. I have to know everything about this franchise. <laughs> I have to know everything. Because um, that led to me getting the, uh, you know, the guide to the planets, the guide, you know, the galactic guide to the planets, all that stuff. The guides to the ships, the guides to the race, the, uh, the alien races and every all that stuff. So. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be interesting with Rogue Squadron to see um, what do they actually do. They actually use anything from the original books and comics, or is it gonna be a totally brand new thing? I think it's gonna be because, brand new because, from what I've heard of the rumors, it's gonna be set post um, post Rise of Skywalker. Okay. Well, with a new Rogue That's Squadron, kinda, it's gonna be a new Rogue Squad. So what I'm wondering if, or at least it's at least gonna be set post uh, Mandalorian. So it's going to be set sometime in the future. So I'm thinking uh, what I'm hoping for is we see a situation where Wedge is like the general in charge, like the admiral in charge of Rogue Squadron of this yeah. new Rogue Squadron, uh, which if they can bring back the original Wedge Antilles, that would be just so awesome uh, to have them involved in that. 
Yeah, he did come back to do Rise of Skywalker. So right. he did, he did, he did. But um, little known fact. After huh? Oh, I was going to say. Uh, I think that it's not a little known fact, but he is, of course, the uncle to Ewan McGregor. Yeah, that was yeah. So a little family family ties there. Right. But if they go just after um, Mandalorian, they could do it with the original stories and stuff because that's only a couple of years after Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. If I remember right, the stories from the books, they, uh, you would not have to do much to tweak them to put them in the new universe and the new canon. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. Well, it is going to be a movie, from what I understand. It's not going to be a show. Right. Yeah. It's going to be a. Well, it's going to be a movie. Um. So. Which I'm looking forward to, and I think it's going to be good because the little teaser we got, uh, the director talked about how her dad was a fighter pilot, and she always wanted to make the greatest fighter pilot movie of all time. So um, I have high hopes for it. I have, uh, you know, is there anything that you're not looking forward to that you see in the docket that you're like, eh, maybe not not looking forward to, but you're just kind of like, meh, whatever. Not, not that I can think of. I mean, I'm ex- yeah. I'm excited for everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, everything has got uh, my interest peaked no matter what. Yeah. So, uh, where can guys find you online? Well, you can find us pretty much wherever uh, you hear podcast. Um, the easiest way to find us is just go to anchor.fm forward slash War of the Stars, uh, or you can just search through Spotify. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Podcasts. Uh, I think we're on Apple, though I don't know what our Apple uh, thing is, but you can find us there. Just search War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Uh, we're on Twitter at War of the Stars 1. Uh, Facebook group, same name, War of the Stars, Facebook page, War of the Stars. Email is at War of the Stars 1 at gmail.com. Um, that's, you know, pretty much where you can find us. Uh, yeah. Where, yep. Um. Any final thoughts from anyone? Uh. Did you guys I, see that that uh, Hasbro is going to be raising their prices? No. no. Yeah, they just uh, they just announced that. They said due to the cost of everything, they're going to have to start raising all their prices. Derek, you and I both know they don't need to because look at what Playmates did with the six-inch Godzillas and and Kong figures. Mm -hmm. Those are 10 bucks. Look at what Bandai has done with the anime heroes, which look amazing, and they're keeping those at 20 bucks. Yep, but they're doing it. They didn't say how much raising everything, but... They're going to raise everything $100,000. One million dollars. Before we go, I want to do a quick plug, if you don't mind, for uh, my other show that we're going to be that we're doing. It's non-Star Wars related. Uh, If any if anybody out there is a baseball fan, I do a podcast uh, called the Major League Podcast. Uh, we just started. We just got our first episode up. We're getting ready to do our second episode. We talk all things baseball, baseball history, uh, the ins and outs of the game. So if uh, anybody out there is a fan of baseball, check it out. Just search for uh, Major League Podcast. Awesome. Well, this is a good year to talk about. There's been a lot of stuff already in the first month of craziness, uh, the historic stuff happening. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be fun. Um, so... Uh, Ray, you got another pod. Why don't you tell them about uh, your show, your other show? I've got too many. Your award-winning, award-winning <laughs> podcast. I don't know about all that. But, yeah, I have an interview show called The Leo Effects. I bring on basically anybody from the entertainment world. So authors, singers, musicians in general, actors, actresses, voiceovers, Bring them all on, do some interviews. It's about 30 minutes, so you can listen to it on the commute. No big deal there. Uh, I've got two Dungeons & Dragons podcasts called One Crit Blunders. Um, obviously, War of the Stars. Uh, Tuesday nights, I do Shattered Dungeons, which is like a 
homebrew uh, indie RPG, kind of like Dungeons and Dragons, but a little bit more dark and bleak. But my characters are always whimsical and crazy. Um, yeah, all of that can be found on Facebook if you just put that into the search. Cool. Well, on that note, we'll just leave you with this. Give the evacuation code signal. I can hold it. Pull out! No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2. Mr. Boston with happiness seeing you again.